Now, Podcast One brings you Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. We had a great show last week, Zucker, and we had our guest cancel, and uh, the fans, as I expected them to do, really just enjoyed us chit-chatting. We called up Matt Farah last week and kind of just improvised an hour and answered a lot of questions, took some phone calls. You know, that's what, you know, not that I'm going to give them what they want, our fans, but uh, I thought we'd do the same thing this week and invite our friend Tommy Kendall in, and here he is. Hi, Tommy. Hello. I, now, does that mean I'm not supposed to say anything because I don't like to hear your guests, or how does that work? No, You're not really it just a guest. means, you know, I think the three of us will just chit-chat for the next hour True about a fact. variety of subjects without doing a hardcore interview of Tommy Kendall. Love it. All right. Though I will read uh, from your Wikipedia page right there if you don't know <laughs> who Tommy Kendall is. He's an American race car driver and television broadcaster, best known for his IMSA GT Championship and SCCA Trans Am Series career. That that's about sums it up, right? That's all we need to know about you? That's, that's plenty. Do you know, there is... You know, we see each other all the time at these Porsche events. Are you uh, are you uh, an ambassador of Porsche? No, I have no. You know, I hosted the one thing at the Peterson. Right. Uh, it's funny because my whole racing career was with other people, but my introduction to cars was through Porsches with my dad back long before I drove my first race car. So I've I've had very little to do with Porsche officially. But. So then, how do you? So they they just called you up to moderate that deal and. Yep. That I was a good would... panel. We had Pat Dempsey, myself, Klaus von Bülow. What, who's the uh, <laughs> von the, Count, <laughs> the, the guy from Porsche? I, I think I recall. Yeah. yeah, and I, I think I recall asking him for a GT2 RS or a Speedster allocation in front of the audience, and he said no. <laughs> yeah, they, he didn't even like the joke that I was making. Yeah, that's that's a sore subject. That, I, mean, that's their, that's, I think that's their biggest <laughs> biggest nightmares with all these companies with those cars. You know that like Mercedes. I do a lot of work with AMG. The Project One. It's 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 just nothing. It's only unhappy people, basically. They get, they have to lighten up a little bit mm-hmm. the factory on those little panels, all right? Because those panels can be yes. death. They can be death for the audience, and it's the audience who's there to see them. And the way to do that is a little levity, a little lightness, kind of what what I like to bring to uh, to, to Monterey up at the Pebble Beach Concord with Jerry. Just Same. you know, we we love Porsche, we love you, but let us have some fun, yeah. right? Kind of why I get brought into some of those things. I, I, you know, I, I respect it. it very right. similar. I respect it, but like life's too short. So you know, it's like... <laughs> laugh, <laughs> laugh a little. Anyway, um, I get really excited this morning, Tommy, that you were coming in because there was something about you that I didn't know that uh, that I now know, and that has been something I've been thinking about since um, I moved to LA, and that was a very big part of my kids' childhood here on the West Side. I know, know what's, I know what's <laughs> coming because when you Google my name, two things come up. <laughs> but I have Googled your name many times, and this did not come up. But this morning, when I saw it, I got so excited. You were the owner of the yellow, yellow chicken mobile. Santa the, Monica chicken car. Santa uh, really? Yes. Chicken car. I knew this guy was a wise guy. <laughs> now, forever. That's a whole, literally a whole hour show. But um, it's, you know, and it's a, it's a Cadillac Eldorado. What is it? It's actually an Olds 98. It's an Olds Similar 98 year, with a giant yellow chicken head on it and a tail feather on the rear uh, deck. <laughs> and forever, when my kids were growing up, we'd yes. go, there's the chicken mobile. 
And there have been many nights where I would lay in bed going, who the hell owns this chicken mobile? I would see it parked in different spots in Everyone who has ever seen it wonders who would own that. It's yes. like the guy that for years in Hollywood was selling his, his VH, VHS tapes. Remember that yeah, guy? Yeah. Do you remember what was his name? Dennis Woodruff. Yeah, right. Dennis, Dennis, Dennis Woodruff. That's different. I was driving the chicken car down the Hollywood freeway. <laughs> he pulled up next to me and he rolled down the window and he's yelling, come to the Starbucks on the Rose. I can make you money. <laughs> yeah, sure he was trying, I said, I'm good. I'm good. Dennis yeah. Woodruff was trying to recruit well, you. Well, he probably would have given you a good note. Put your name on the side of this yes. and it would really be promote your brand because you know i started thinking about the the episode of seinfeld we wrote with the tyson chicken guy i'm like what yeah where did this car come from well the the best part about it is how i came to own it i don't know for sure because i bought it at a police impound auction right. but i was trying to buy it so now that i own it you I, specifically went there for it i got tipped off because i was i was <laughs> trying to what buy year, it what, what year is this this is 1997 there it is right yes, there. i've seen it i've seen it forever yeah i know it's in nice condition look at that yeah paint. well that, now paint. it's the, so the, happy the original one was not it was from ohio it was rusted like you can't believe and it got totaled I mean, right like i said the story's it's a full hour show, but but so I I give us the top line. The was top it a line. chicken restaurant? I don't know because I bought it at the impound auction. I saw so it in Glendale. I flagged the person down. People leave notes on all the time. I want to buy it. I want to rent it. I want to photograph it. And and so I know. But I was one of those people. I flagged this girl down that was driving it. It wasn't hers. It was out from Ohio for this low buck movie. She was joyriding mm-hmm. it. I said I want to buy this. And so I offered her. The original one was rusted like all the way through. It was right. worth literally zero. But I said it's worth you know it's priceless. So I offered her thirty five hundred bucks. She said I'll I'll tell the owner. When I got the car out of impound, my phone number on a scrap of Come paper on. is in the back seat. This is months later. But so I sent a note to AutoWeek, that back page, and said, hey, everyone's raving about the new Swift Indy car that won on its debut, Paul Newman's car. I said, this is the real machine. I said, I'm trying. I'm hoping to end up with this. <laughs> then nothing. A couple months later, AutoWeek invites me. Oh, really? Nothing? They nothing. didn't respond? <laughs> no no, no response. mobile letter that you scrolled? Well, the, the owner, like I said, you get notes all the time, so you don't you ignore those. Right. But fate intervened because a few months later, Auto Week invites me to the New York Auto Show dinner. I said, I'll be there. By the way, um, no word on the chicken car. Clearly a conspiracy. I've got Oliver Stone looking into it. And so they wrote, they run that on the back page with that note. About a month later, Mark Vaughn leaves a message on my machine, back when we had machines, and he says, someone just called here and said that car you're looking for is in an impound yard in Santa Monica. I saw it in Glendale, mind you, on the other side of town. So I was racing in Phoenix. It was 1997, April, I think. I flew home a day early. I was supposed to meet with some NASCAR people the next day. I went to the impound yard. I said, I want to look at that car. They're like, no. I said, I just want to look at it. They're like, this is jail for cars. No. So it's being auctioned 10 a.m. Be here with cash. I showed right. up with $10,000 cash, and I bought Come it on. for 800 And why do you want this car? I don't know. 800 bucks. 895 895 Did you, Was Did anybody bid against you? No. No, no. I, I, I was <laughs> so, so excited. So why not get it for forty well, bucks? Well, that was I, I was so excited because there was one other guy that showed up because they said be here at ten sharp, and I'm right. usually not that on time. I was there at ten sharp. Finally, ten thirty. I'm like, come on, how about? They're like, hold on. This other guy, they're waiting for someone else. I'm like, oh, set up. He was a wholesaler. Didn't want the car, but so I almost dislocated my shoulder throwing up my arm for eight ninety five, wow. not realizing that if I just sh- shut up, I would have gotten it for forty. But and what is on? What was on the title? Who whose name was on it? Uh, there's a guy from Ohio. He ended up tracking <laughs> me down and calling me. And he, needless to say, he was a character too. And so he wanted it back. He said, "My kid cries every night." I said, "Put your put your kid on the phone." He says, "Oh, he's at his mom's." You know. Yeah, okay. So it's like it was just this yeah. whole. And so 
I don't know if he built it. <laughs> well, but how did they, uh, there's so many mysteries here? But it wasn't impounded from Ohio. So no, someone had he it loaned in- it to this this guy that was a writer, producer, actor, real estate agent that was trying to make a go with this low buck movie. This guy had money in the movie, loaned him the car. Right. It had expired tags. It got towed. This flaky guy I that see. got it towed never claimed it. I see. What is, I what's on it. the plate? Uh, I mean, the plate now is just a regular register. So you still have oh, this I want car. to get another a new plate because I think anyone with a chicken car, their plate should say spork. Because I always like, you know, you, like if you had a coat of arms that was like a little chicken with it holding up a spork. That this would is be... the best part about the car yeah. is every time you take it out, you hear stuff you've never. I've never heard that one before. I always yeah. thought cocksure would be sort of no, a good I like one. spork. Spork, you know, that's funnier. Yeah. Oh yeah, and you could have a little spork emblem. Like, you know, Von Dutch uh, hand yeah. paint a spork. Now, you're, you're married, right, Tom? I'm married, yes. Yeah. The do, wife, do you go out on dates in this? The wife likes it from afar. <laughs> <laughs> anything yellow is happy, and anything with a chicken is happy. This <clears throat> brings joy to the entire world. Mm-hmm. There's truth to that. Like, you know, when you drive it, it it's fun in a group, but... It, <laughs> It's a special experience driving it by yourself. What group would you drive it in? What other weird wiener mobiles? What, what well, else goes with meaning it? Meaning a group uh, outing. Wiener, people say, let's go to dinner. Mobile. Let's go to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. Let's, you know, people say there's a zillion <clears throat> outings you can do. But when you drive it by yourself, you, you kind of forget you're in it sometimes after a while. But I was, you know, was kind of lost in thought, and I was kind of in a hurry. I was in a bad mood. And then I, I'm about to make a left turn, and this homeless person steps off, pushing their shopping cart off in Venice off the curb. And I'm like, ugh. And they get halfway across the street, and they break into the biggest smile and giving me thumbs up. I'm like, it was a, it's always a great sort of reset on, again, taking yeah. stuff too seriously. Yeah. So, no, we should, cars we should, that make people happy. That's we my should little have, Volkswagen police car. We should horrible, that. like, motorcycle gang, <clears throat> hairy, filthy, dangerous-looking people. Yeah. And put them in that car to wave as they drive down the road. It is a it is a smile machine for sure. I've thought of doing putting like literally like a slot in the trunk, and with a five hundred one c three saying if this made you smile, and then right. and donate it or so forth. There's a zillion things you could do with it. It it is fun. Where do it's you house the bit, chicken? Well, it actually is. Why it, did I see it down in the Palisades on Entrada a lot? Uh, by the steps. Yes, uh, that's where we own a house down there on, ah. on Entrada. There, that was it. Did, it couldn't stay long because of a neighbor revolt. I mean, it could have, but <laughs> well, that was they, part they of the story. Didn't like it. They got not, <laughs> no. wait, well, they'll tolerate the stairs, but not a chicken car. <laughs> they came over. Well, I mean, <laughs> what were they saying? It was affecting values because every time <laughs> I drove out to Malibu, I love seeing it. Well, it that, that's the funny part is they. We had just bought this house. It was parked there. It wasn't going to stay there, but. They came over, and when I, when I first met this couple, I said to my wife, I said, Trouble. they're going to be a handful. She goes, what do you mean? I said, just trust me. It, you know, Two weeks later, they're knocking on the door, and they just launched right in. And she says, listen, I got nothing to do with that car. It's my right. husband's car. You're going to have to wait till he gets home. <laughs> and so they came back. She says, I will warn you, he really likes that car. So they come back, and they start saying, you, I said, listen, let me stop you right there. I said, I can park it there. It's a public street. I said, there's nothing you can do about it. Right. I said, however, my wife does not want to beef with our new neighbors. So I said, it's not going to stay. For the record, I don't like the color of your house, but I can't make you paint. <laughs> so 
Anyway, so then you see the look on my face, Ferris. You know what, what do you think I would have said to you? Know, yeah, I know you would have handled it differently. But yeah, this is one of the most yeah. common. We, you know, we talk about this all the time with neighborhood wars, and 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 I love the next door app for all because I love like little neighborhood problems. And this is a very common one: parking the car across or near somebody's house. Who, yeah, when they come different. home, they get angry. And I, I can see both yeah, sides of it. A no, giant no, 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 yellow no, no. chicken mobile in my multi-million-dollar Santa Monica house. I would be thrilled. What, here's what I thought when I would see that car is surfer crackheads yep. live there. Surfer yes. crackheads. Surfer crackheads, which is, I like. <laughs> I like the fact that people and I, sort of... Now that I know you, I go, well, that's... That, yeah, I know you're not a surfer crackhead, but I'm like, I get what you're doing. But at the same time, I, I, I kind of sympathize with those folks and go, yeah, big oh. yellow chicken mobile. Well, no. it's, but here's park the thing. It, park it's it a happy what car. I said to him, I said, listen, just so you know, 90% of people like it. I said, 100% right, of right. kids like it. You 90% of people like it. Here? I said, some people think it's kind of like pop art. <laughs> I want to know how many people you've I actually I studied pulled. art in school. Oh, that yourself. is not Jesus art. Christ. So here's, really? the, here's, the, here's the finish mm. to that story. It lived at the Fairmont for the next five years. At the hotel. At the hotel. Now, why did they take it? Because they have good taste. So wait, you, who did it lived, you talk to? It lived rent what, free at the Fairmont which, in their garage or up front uh, in, in the that lot circle? next to it. It's next to the Huntley, right, okay. and it was in that public lot. And so that was the best part was telling the neighbors. They said, "Where did the car go?" I said, "It's at the Fairmont." They're like, "What do you yeah. mean?" I said, "The Fairmont. <clears throat> it lives at the Fairmont." Yeah. I said, "I said, hey, you can't stay here, buddy. Where do you want to go?" He said, "What's the nicest hotel in town?" I said, "It's the Fairmont." He said, "That's where I want to live." <laughs> I said, "All right, done." He says, "Didn't Dolly live at the Plaza?" I said, "I think he did." And, 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 and where is it now? It's now in my warehouse in Carson. It's, it's, oh, the go. hard part is it, it won't fit in a garage, so it needs, right. it needs a big door. Well, so until like, I had a big like door. Like Stanley the Giraffe. Zuckerman is going to clear out some space in his Robertson hangar. And Absolutely. he's going to uh, <laughs> set aside his new 993RS and put that if in I there. Could yellow for yellow. If I could <clears throat> once a month take it out for a little joyride. Easy. Easy. It's joy, joyride. Right, that's right. Yes. It's a joyride. Yes. I would love to have the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've sold the car here. <clears throat> Congratulations. Well, anyways, that that's exciting. I was that... so excited when I found out you yes. own that car. Yes. Because really, it was one of the joys. Once of my, people uh, know I driving. own that car, no one wants to talk about racing anymore. That's all they want to talk uh, about. Yeah. Which is you fine. Know, it's which true. is totally The chicken fine mobile is a very interesting subject. I think yes. it, it was uh, in a lot of LA, uh, Los Angelinos heads. We were, we've all been wondering yeah. what that was and hoping there was a, a chicken restaurant connection of some kind. Yes. But no. Nope. It's just uh, Fun. It's a crazy person. It's a shame that you and Dennis yeah. Woodruff didn't go off into some future well, success. You know, there's there might still be hope for me. I'm not sure <laughs> I'll ever attain the level of success he has. There are but... a lot of those L.A. cars, though, around, aren't there? There's Angeline's car. Yes. There's the Dennis there's Woodruff the shoe, car. There's the shoe car. We there's like the that. Shoe the car. shoe car. There's the and chicken Santa car. Yeah. Yeah. What, what else has been driving around L.A. that we've seen for, for many years? Is that it? There was, there's a hearse in Hollywood. That, that somebody there's drove. the Ghostbusters car yeah, out by Santa Monica Airport. There, this isn't uh, <clears throat> in the same ilk, of course. The Wienermobiles, people love those. They're <clears throat> not L.A. cars, but no. Uh, now the uh, the uh, the the Dumb and Dumber van is would be in if you ever, ever had a shot at that. That right. would that would be a great bookend. Well, everybody's got a to do list. Let's yes. pay some bills here. Drop off the dry cleaning. Pick up some milk. Here's an idea. Let's add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. I wonder if you can insure. How would you insure the chicken mobile? 
I have insured it. The first one got totaled. Do you they... insure the chicken part of it or just the rest of the car? No, just the rest of the car. <laughs> I got downgraded from when it got totaled. They offered me 700 and then they, I, I complained, and they said, let's do a study, and they said we're downgrading that to 442 And the good thing is you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance, extra money in your pocket. It may just be the most rewarding thing you do today. Who would uh, fix the chicken mobile if, say, the giant chicken head the got bits. destroyed? Uh, you'd go to either a, a crackhead surfer, <laughs> surfboard repair guy. Yeah, fiberglass, yeah. right? <clears throat> it's just fiberglass. All right. There's been another uh, Steve McQueen car found, according to my Haggerty.com email newsletter that I didn't sign up for. Which one? Um, this is McQueen's Trans Am that survived an explosion and a 40-year slumber. Sound familiar? Nope, not to me either. It was in the movie The Hunter, which was filmed in 1979, a year before his death. So he was uh, rife with cancer, I'm guessing, at that point. Um, do you guys know anything about this car? No. Do you remember him driving this Trans Am? Mm -hmm. I'm going to show you a picture of it right here. Here it is on the truck. Now, Now, keep in mind... This car has been exploded. This car was not only driven in The Hunter, a movie I have not seen. I'm going to show you guys a clip. Oh, wow. But um, not on any of our radars, right? I never even saw the movie. No. <clears throat> All right. Here's a, here's a clip. You're going to see. There's Steve McQueen getting onto some sort of Beechcraft jet or getting off in his, his mom jeans right there and his duffel bag. Remember that duffel bag? Look at that. That was the duffel bag when they only made a duffel bag. Hey, Remember? Duffel bag. Here's a it. duffel bag. There it is. Blue with white straps. And there's that gorgeous Trans Am we all loved, right? Yep. Look at that. Very smoky in the bandit. Oh, yeah. my God. No t Is that T-top or is that hard top? Hard yeah, top. it looks like yeah. it's a hard top. Smoky had the T-top. All right, so then. trouble getting in. Now watch. Yeah, he gets in this car and he's jamming it. Again, I, Steve McQueen, I didn't know, drove, drove a Trans Am in the movie. But I'm, I'm guessing this isn't going to be one of these big Steve McQueen car sales. Why did he put reverse? <laughs> I don't know. Then... He backed it up. They didn't do an edit there. And now he's doing a lot of screeching. This is, I think they forgot. <laughs> Looks this like he's a said... movie? <laughs> what? I think he's having trouble driving it, and maybe that's. There's a nice interior shot. Now, now here's the car. Here's you can only the... get the four speed out of California. I guess that was a joke that it didn't run so well. I guess. Or maybe he's not doing so well. There's a, a real helicopter shot. That's not a drone shot. What is this movie about again? Or do we uh, have I don't any know. Idea what his Doesn't deal matter. Is? But here, there's he's on the ground. It looks like it's a comedy of some kind. Now he's hooning the car out at the farm. Okay, and then he's, hold on, hold on. He's now he's being chased through a cornfield in this dress. So this this car hazard. gets this is destroyed, awesome. which to me is diminishing its auction value coming up. Okay. So now we've seen it off-roaded. Now we're seeing it blast through a cornfield, being chased by a corn a thresher. thresher. <laughs> okay. Okay, let me this get to it. A... Just wait. Just wait. And they're going to make crop circles. Oh. I don't even think he's driving the car at this point. Some hillbillies are. Then they crash. Oh, no, they make it away from the thresher. Okay, but wait, now they're okay, on fire. Now, wait. now they back up. Now watch what happens to the car. And this is the car. Oh, <laughs> it explodes. It's completely destroyed. 
<laughs> okay, so what they found the is carcass. the exploded carcass <laughs> the car- of a carcass. Trans Am. So is it, do you restore it back to exploded glory? or Brothers Stan and Randy Harville from a neighboring town knew about the car, and so after many years reached out to Harold, whoever that is, and agreed to sell Stan the classic car Harold. dealer in Houston. Uh, they always end up in Houston, don't they? With Ray J. These Houston cars. Um, and I guess uh, the plan is to bring it back. Wow. To restore it. Money but, not well spent <laughs> by anybody. Not by Stan Harvey or <clears throat> Harold. <laughs> but what are you buying? The rights to an exploded car to a movie nobody saw? See, this is, yeah, this is where they're going to sink their life savings into because they're going to make a killing. <laughs> Another. And they're not. The Dennis Woodruff syndrome. Yes. I've got an idea. I've got a great idea yeah, to make millions right. of dollars. Here's another car. Here's another weird vehicle that, uh, no, I'd love to have one. Didn't you buy one of these cars? Zuckerman? For my partner, Nick. It was his <clears> dream car. car. He does have the car we does bought. Does he drive it? Periodically, yes. And it's got no miles on it, right? No miles. Under 200 miles. Wow. Under 100 <clears throat> miles. Wow. All right. Yeah. Automatic? Four speed. Automatic. Yeah. And you've never driven it? I did. I was in love with that car growing up. Listen, it just, it, it bought me, I, I don't know what famous author said you can never go home, <laughs> but I thought that was the fastest car in the world in 1979, and today it is anemic. Yeah. It's not going anywhere quick. What, my dad, and I talked to my dad after Smoking the Bandit into buying one, and he bought it, <laughs> bought it in Nevada with a four-speed. And he, Your dad was a racer too, right? He was a late-in-life racer. You know, he was a car guy, didn't have any money. When he made money, you know, got into cars and, mm-hmm. and did some racing and stuff. Well, so, and yeah. you talked him into that, and he I, said yes. Yeah. That's unreal. Yeah. And well, I how actually, old were you when you talked him into it? Well, so he bought it in 79, um, so I was like 13. Oh, my God. What a dad move. And then I, I ended That's up. That's ultimate, right? That's like the perfect age, because oh. I was, I think, 11 or 12 when I saw that car. Dad is a hero. And I freaked out. Yeah. You know, I, was, I, I remember, I remember, as a matter of fact, our my neighbor's boyfriend was an EMT, and he bought one. PJ was his name. And I remember the day he took us for a ride in that car. I was, I, yeah. I, it was right? one of the greatest days of my life. We all wanted And your dad car. bought it. He bought it. Now, he didn't buy it. For me, I no, did, I did I end up driving matter. some of it, it later until my friend hurled in the back seat, and that car <clears throat> was ruined from that point Oof. forward. But when you're 13 and that's in your driveway, right? Oh, did yeah. you sleep in it the first night? <laughs> it, well, it had, the, it had that velour, <laughs> yes. that velour yes. interior. I mean, I loved, oh, I loved everything about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my! Oh my God! Uh, what was what your friend's name? Move. That was uh, Stuart Goddard. Uh, <laughs> Stewie. 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 Stuart Zuckerman picks right up on the vomit. Yeah. yeah forget about the car. Let's, right, let's just talk about the vomit. Stewart never lived it down. No. Jimmy Connolly was the, the kid who threw up uh, the first time in a car. I was Craig in, Gross yeah, puked uh, in the back of B-210, my car Dotson after B-210. having a tuna melt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the tuna melt made yeah. him throw up? Yeah, and, you, and then the tuna was ground into the, into oh, the floor mats. Oh. It was awful. That's horrifying. This this was Jim Beam Hurl, which was really <laughs> bad. I will sell a car now if somebody throws up in it. I mean, when the kids were little, they, their puke was so harmless, and generally I would rig it so they'd puke on themselves in the giant seat, and then I'd throw the seat out. But uh, No, it ruins it. I these mean, when days, it gets, uh, forget day, it. I mean, forget it. Yeah, yeah no. You'd have to, you, what you do is sell it in the winter so someone comes <laughs> right. and says, oh. And then later it blooms. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> All right, we've got a lot of questions too, and I don't want to ignore those. But I have a lot more stuff to get through. We we have how much time do we have? Can we just keep chit chatting here? Is that all good? I'm good. I'm all not right. Going um, 
our fans, of course, very active on Instagram. They want to know, uh, would you ever modify any of your porches? Yeah, I think we've all done that. Or do they all have to remain as they were from the factory? I, I modify my 58. I have a Jim Wilhoyt motor in it. We can talk about that when we see John Wilhoyt. Um, did I say Jim Wilhoyt? Yeah, yeah. John yeah. Wilhoit. Jim Beam. I've got John lots Wilhoit, of, uh, Johnny Walker. Yeah, lots of brain. It used to be real sacrilege. Right That's changed between the outlaw cars, you know, Rod Emery, and now right. the and singers now, and so forth. And I think, but yeah. Will Hoyt's I put in a different category because it's so well executed, his work. <clears throat> it's not just you know, Frankenstein work. But there's some cars, and, and I really make that decision on a per-car basis. There's some cars I want to make my own and that maybe have come to me with modifications. Like my 58 Speedster is not in its original color, uh, color when it was delivered to me. It was a, originally a white-black car. Its motor was missing. And I thought, well, I'll just make this what I want to make it. And I'm very happy with it. So with that car, I do whatever I want. And there are other cars that are preservation cars where you go to great lengths to get the original parts and make sure that it's perfect. So you're, you know, the old caretaker analogy, blah, blah, blah. So that's usually how we make our decisions, right? And then there are those. Zuckerman, you take some liberties with color that I would not take. So you've you've changed your, the color to your 300 SL, for instance. Well, and, and my opinion on that is that it's, it's, there were so many silver 300 SLs. They were ubiquitous. I went period with right. that very dark blue, Dunkel Blau, over red. Right. Red was the original interior. So I don't think I went too crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think it works on that. It's car. a beautiful car, yeah. I, I think it works. I don't think anyone's going to miss the silver 300 SL. Yeah, but that's where you and I. With split. Mercedes, as long as you, use, it's it's like different rules. <laughs> right. As long as you use a factory color, it doesn't right. matter if you change. Now the color. I think it if you if you yeah. were going to change a Donkel Blau to white, mm-hmm. people would say, "What the hell did you do that for?" Yeah, and you see those cars for sale a lot. Right. You'll Remember see, the you'll red, see a car yeah. that's silver that was originally like you know uh, a beautiful shade of blue, and you're like, right. "That's Why? the problem with the car. It's all the money, right. and I've got to." Repaint the car. Where I take slight liberties, for example, in the 65 that we, we just finished with Will Hoyt, the 65 911, I let him breathe on the engine a little bit. I didn't let him go full Will Hoyt on it. I didn't want a hot rod, but right, I wanted right. just maybe 15 or 20% more power so there'd be some get up and go, but the character of the car is not appreciably right. changed. Yeah, there you go. And all the numbers match. I saw Kendall Race and essentially dominate IMSA GTU in the 80s. Says uh, Mick LaRue, can you ask him if he would enjoy taking out his old Mazda RX-7 for one last rip? Well, that's almost a setup because that was my very first IMSA championships, uh-huh. 86 and 87 in that car. And it was – I got it at the tail end of it. It's it's the winningest car in IMSA history because Jim Downing won the GTU title, Jack Baldwin won two, and then I won two. I own that car and I'm going to drive it for the first time in 30 years at wow. Monterey because this year Monterey oh, this year Mark up. is – IMSA cars, because the 50th anniversary of IMSA. So I've had it since then, and now that I have to pay for it, it's a whole different deal. Every time my crew chief calls me, he says, hey, I found one of those PBS transmissions. I'm like, okay, how much? (laughs) I'm like, oh, can we wait for the next one? He says, there won't be a next one. And so so I – to answer yes, I would very much like to take it for a rip. I'm. It's going to be weird because that was the first race car, GT car, I ever drove, and it had 300 horsepower, 330 horsepower, and literally no torque. And it was clapped out for its time. So I'm not sure. And I've driven a lot of really great stuff since then. I'm not sure what it's going to be like to get right. back Were into you that. naturally fast the minute you got in the car? E- yes. But I also, you know, really studied it from there. I mean, it came pretty easy to me. I mean, I was quick right away. And, but uh, 
quick and world-class quick are different. I mean, right. there's most drivers, and I thought everybody had to work at it until I ran uh, with Al Jr. in right. Iraq. And Al Jr. is literally, I think most people study it and, and refine it. Al Jr. is like a natural, you know. I don't think he thinks about it. I asked him once, hey, what are you doing here? He's like, I don't know. And I thought he was <laughs> I thought he was messing with me because he didn't want to tell me. Then I realized no. he doesn't. It's just feel and I uh, look and he, he's not conscious of what he's doing. Wow. Well, one of our listeners wanted to know about racing schools that we've attended. I've done Skip Barber. I've done Jim Hall kart racing. I've done Her- Try to Chase Hurley Haywood School at Road Atlanta with Porsche. What do you recommend for racing schools for, for folks and, and by the way, if you have kids in their drive, driving age, send them to racing school. It, it really is a great way for them to learn how to handle a car that's a little out of control and how to learn to race on the track and not in the street. But what do you say? Where, where do you go for racing school if you just want to learn? Well, it's getting hard because the racing school business is, is a much tougher business now because it right. used to be, and a lot of them, Skip Barber went Chapter 11. It's been purchased by a new group and is running it. Uh, Bond runs bankrupt right now. They are. And so the issue is it used to be the only way you could get on a racetrack was if you owned a race car and were an amateur racer or you went to a driving school. Right. Now there's clubs, there's track days, and so the funnel has got big leaks in it. And so they they just can't charge enough to to make. So, you know, I think now these – but the instruction at Skip Barber was great. It was a three-day Absolutely commitment, but you were like top-notch. Yeah, top-notch. And it was serious, and you know, I learned so much. And Jim Hall was the same way. You know, yeah. Jim would come out and t- teach us how to handle these cars on slicks and or go karts. Yeah. And you know, you're jamming around eighty or ninety miles an hour, and you really learn a lot about a car and weight distribution and everything else. But clubs aren't going to teach you that. That's just no. going to be a bunch of yahoos, right? No. My point is, it's harder to find the schools because right. they're in, they're endangered. You know, Skip Barber is reconstituted, so right. You know, they're still uh, a good one. If Bondurant can emerge. The Porsche, the Porsche emerge, ex- Experience Center is great. The Porsche Experience Center is – there would be some fundamentals you could learn. It's more, right, right. It's more to give you a, a little taste. taste of what it is. But, yeah, that's you, true. Yeah. I think the Porsche Sport Driving School in Barber in Alabama, mm-hmm. AMG has a driving academy, which I'm uh, involved in. And so we get all kinds through there. People that are hardcore love it and have done it before and people like – that are petrified, they've got a new AMG, and it comes with a free one-day certificate, and it gives them some confidence. We do some exercise there that everyone should do. No one literally knows how hard to step on a brake pedal. Hmm. Like, if you take someone into a parking lot and say, stop as fast as you can, and be like, no, push harder. And that alone is worth the time and money spent, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I, 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 I work I think in some of these hearing things. a car, hearing, knowing the difference between chirping tires and screaming tires. Yep. Like, you know, when I have my wife in the car and the, and the tires chirp mm-hmm. like that, she goes, ah, we're skidding <laughs> up. And I'm like, well, no, those are happy tires. That's the edge. That's the edge of the turn. Yeah. Unintentional, but right. <laughs> it's when they go, ah, and scream like you just screamed. That we're in trouble, right? And, you know, I don't know. I I wanted to actually bring this up because there's been so much of it lately. It seems like people in L.A. have forgotten how to drive. What what are the most annoying things that L.A. drivers do these days? For me, lately, it's been the – and I think this is just because there are a lot of old people in my neighborhood. Before they make a left turn, they do that little – to uh, dash right. out to the right, <laughs> yeah. so to go in. That one is, I've been seeing a lot of has been hate making that. me absolutely crazy. What do you guys hate? Go ahead, Tom. I mean, the one that's annoying and dangerous is people that 
don't accelerate to merge on the freeway. Yeah. It is so, it's like gears going together. It is so much yes. easier to merge when you're going the right speed. Why are they waiting for someone? The quote unquote, I'm waiting for them to let me in as if yeah. it's someone else's responsibility right. to allow them to merge. I mean, I it's get it because they're, they're not yeah, comfortable jam. and they're scared, but you know, it's so much easier when there's no difference in speed. You know, right. Basically, you're like trying to back into the lane if you're it's going 30 dangerous. miles an hour. It's yes. crazy. Slow driving, so. I believe, is far more dangerous oh, in LA yes. than fast and driving. That is that's a surface street issue for me, the amount of people going slow. And I, I suspect it's a lot of Uber, Lyft, rideshare people don't know the neighborhood and they're looking for something. They're confused. They're distracted <clears throat> by their apps that are telling them where to go and they've turned their minds off. And by the way, I don't hear enough people talk about this. That, uh, and, you know, Uber and Lyft are employing the worst drivers in the world. By as far as I can tell, the number of illegal U-turns. I had a uh, stop. Unbelievable. I had a stop in the middle of a fifty-mile-per-hour uh, uh, road the other day. Just I suddenly come up with this car. The guy's just stopped. I'm like, what are you doing picking up a passenger? Even the cab driver knows this in New York City. You got to pull over. But is this another example of Silicon Valley just going, we're just going to do whatever the hell we want? Oh, you need skilled drivers? How about we give the guys, the people who can't get jobs, why don't we just let them do this? Because they're so well, stupid. Is, my belief is <laughs> well, that, Let's put them in charge of driving well, other people around. You don't have good drivers. And the way that the apps work, if you're working for Uber or Lyft, you have to use a navigation one of the navigation uh, apps, Waze, Maps, or their own in-house yeah. brands. So you are you're turning your brain off, and you're looking at the app the whole time. So I'm watching guys, as you say, do something illegal, and they're doing it poorly. Yeah, I don't. I'm just. I I'm saying it a little cleaner. I don't think they're good drivers for the most part. I think all of them are some of the worst drivers I've ever seen. <laughs> Nobody when, raises their hand in second grade and says, "I want to be an Uber driver." Right. You have right. competing factors. Lack of skills, yes. but then also distraction like yes. you're talking about. And three, and this applies not just Uber drivers, is a lack of consideration. Like, I sometimes do a last-minute merge, but I will not stop in the lane next <laughs> to that to yeah. do – if I if I don't know where my turn is, go another block. Like, right, right. Like right. Nobody will do that. Right. No, they won't. And, and, right. and, and you know, right. having lived in New York City and had, to, you know, flagging cabs mm. every day, you get to learn that there are these rules. Like, if you're standing in the middle of the street, the guy goes, I can't pick you up there. Yeah. Like, it's against the law. But in Uber, there doesn't seem to be New any, York cab guys it. can drive. Right. They, they don't they adhere to, to rules, but, like, they, they, they pay drive. attention. They know, they know what's going it's on their around business. them. business. Yeah. Right. They can yeah. break the law and do it well. Yeah. 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 Boy. That's, and that's another pet peeve of mine. People who are, as you say, not oriented to the situation, they're in a small residential area and their door their door is fully open yeah. as far oh, as it will go, yeah. and they are not doing anything to close it. Yeah. And I, that bugs me, and one day I'm going to get a hunk of shit car, <laughs> and I'm just going to spend the day, you don't want your door closed? I'm just going to take it off permanently. <laughs> Fuck you. I saw it's that gone. happen. I think I just had a Merry flashback. Christmas. Didn't Jerry Reed do that in Smoking the Bandit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the day after Christmas, so yeah, here's your. <laughs> holiday message from Zuckerman. Oh, I'm going to rent a car and take your door off. Yeah. Hey, how do you like that? Then get out. Sue me. Go ahead and sue me. What, what I like. <laughs> yeah. I like how he says his name. Zuckerman. 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 I know. Zuckerman. He does that. He says Zuckerman. I guess, I guess you might put, you know why? put Zaz on Because it. they know that it's a Z and not an S. Now, we get really frustrated with L.A. driving. We try to be good drivers. And, and someone, uh, you know, I, I went through the questions this morning. Someone did ask us, how do you handle 
How, what are better ways of handling the traffic? How do you calm down when you're in the car? One Remember Miles Gibrani? He was the one. Yes. Who, what did he say? He said that it was the essence of the the it was the Persian religion of Zoroastrianism that he applies to driving. <laughs> Think good thoughts, say good things, do good deeds. The yeah. essence of I don't I think said, that's wow. going to help anybody. Well, that's, that's easier said than done. Yeah, the yeah, only thing that will help done. is leaving early. <laughs> that's no, that's yes, a good one. Agree. Leaving agree. early is good because if you're in the jam, and nothing's going to help. I'll tell you another one. Don't don't make eye contact. You you're can not do in a relationship. You can do whatever you want in your car, but if you look over, that those are them are fighting words. Well, that's what he look, said. So you don't look. He said you're not that's in a relationship one. with that other person. <clears throat> right. Just keep going. And by the way, I feel like. You can say whatever you want in the privacy of your own car, looking straight ahead, but keep your hands on the wheel, and and that way you get to vent your frustration in a healthy manner. But don't look. Remember don't look the Eric Troop story? He got so frustrated. Well, he was now go- you're saying someone's name nobody knows. Oh, hey, our yes. friend Eric, and he yes. said he said I asked him what what are those marks in your steering wheel, and he said, dude. I was either going to ram the car in front of me or bite the steering wheel. <laughs> I chose to bite the steering wheel. I said, right on. I get it. You'll notice my expedition has no bite marks <laughs> in the steering wheel, but it has a lot of marks on the front bumper. <laughs> well, while I like this story, yes. every car comes with a share of stories. That ding in your bumper when you nervously picked up your first date, those bite marks on your steering wheel, the luxury package you get after a big promotion, or the mileage you saved by riding your bike all summer. While well, you can't put a price tag on your stories now with True Car, you can at least find out what your car's worth when it's time to sell or trade it in. Just go to True Car. Enter your license plate number and watch how your car's details pop up. Then answer a few questions, navigation, and moonroof. You'll find out. Watch as they bump up your value or lower your value. What about high mileage? You'll get all the information you need. You already knew it was going to cost you, but now you know how much it dings your wallet so you can plan ahead. Once you're finished, you'll get a true car cash offer sent in minutes, which you can take to the local certified dealer to cash out. Or trade in. That's a pretty easy way, nice. way to get rid of a car, huh? So when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car today. True Cash Offer, not available in all areas. Hey, True Car, we're selling a 300 SL. <laughs> I want to bring this in. It <laughs> came with a paint color change. Yeah. That, would be, that would be funny to, yeah, to plug that in. <laughs> yeah. Not available in all areas. Can I say MOOC? I just said MOOC. Can I say MOOC? What does MOOC mean? I don't know. Well, we'll find out. All right, Zuckerman, did you ever receive a call back from the peanut M&M deformities department? What do you think? They never called you back? Of course not. They don't want to talk about real things. Oh, my God. Real problems. Well, we got to stay on this. Look, I, you know, uh, listeners, uh, I encourage you to Google the M&M peanut uh, complaint line. You, have and you say you're, this, Tommy? Hold on, I, hold I, on. You're from Spike's Car Radio, and, and see if you can get an answer to, one, where are they making these peanut are we, M&Ms Are we deputizing now? everyone to say they're from... In this, in this context, they can say Spike's Car Radio. Absolutely. We are official yeah. correspondents from Spike's, from Spike's Car, Car Radio. Radio. And we, we love your product. We eat them all the time. But, but the we decline in quality and uniformity, it, yes. is, it, we need consistency. The small things need right. to be the same in this in world. These, uh, it's, in these diff- it's, like, it's like the Nutella you get in Europe tastes right. different than our Nutella. Have yeah. you seen the new thing? And then Hershey's Kisses, the tips are Now broken. the tips are missing, right? Yep. Just uh, the tip. Now- just you tips. said the M&M's are Hershey's. M&M's is Mars. Mars, you're right. Yeah, yeah but right. but again, these are difficult times, Tommy. Know, and we no. rely on our cheap For- candies. Forrest Mars would be rolling over right now. Yes. Is that was his name? Forrest Mars. How do you know that? Uh, it's, he's... It's, he lived above the factory it's in true. Vegas, and uh, the M&M he was is worth fifteen billion dollars. And the M M&M and M is yeah. the other Forest uh, Mars. Forest Mars Senior. 
It's Mars yes. and who's the other guy that the M&M is named after? I don't Mars know. Mars and... Actually. Uh, hmm. Mars and Mulch. Mars and Mulch. Anyways. Um, Mars and McGee. We really want these things to get sorted out. We really want that stuff fixed. Zuckerman, I found... I don't know why. This time of year, I think about American muscle cars. I think about home. I think about West Bridgewater, Massachusetts, and that usually makes me want to buy a car. And uh, lo and behold... It was West Bridgewater? West Bridgewater. Meekum Auctions has a Kissimmee auction in uh, 2019, January 3rd to the 13th. That's a long, long auction. Long haul. (laughs) Well, it's a long auction. How many cars are we doing? But they have this car right here, this 67 Pontiac GTO in all black. Coke bottle. Coke bottle body. Look at this car, Zuckerman. Look at this car and tell me how it makes you feel. You know, it makes me feel like you're a winner. Everyone's a winner in those days with that Manual transmission, And bucket Zuckerman. seats to slide around in. That's and what their buckets look like. They look like they'd be really nice on your back. This is a Concord nut and bolt restoration using NOS parts. You know what that Can means? Can they prove that? And, and Less than means? 200 miles oh, since completion. You know Uh-oh. what that means? Yeah. yeah. Nothing works right. Nothing works right. <laughs> right. No, that's a chrome problem. shit's flying off as you go down the road. Right. Uh, I listen to some of these. Uh, I like some of these descriptions. Original laser straight sheet metal. Oh, because they use lasers. It's like it's like, it's like a menu. They, they, so, you read menus now. Yes, they choose descriptions. Like, oh my god, these descriptions are so good. They are, but but it's funny because there aren't many of us who go. A lot of people get excited. Oh, less than two hundred miles since completion. But we know the truth of what yes. that means. You yeah. better have driven nope. that thing up What's and the rule? down. One ten, one hundred. Yeah, right. one ten, yeah. one hundred. I think right. it's four hundred miles, but okay. we we. We wrote our own ads, right? Only driven in the rain. Right. Fart-soaked, <laughs> fart-soaked seats, right? What really, what it should really say, fart-soaked, Never of driven outside of fart-soaked of Sa- miles. Never driven outside of San Diego is another one. Yeah. Well, what does that mean? You never watched Game of Thrones in the back Summer seat. miles. Summer mm-hmm. miles. Summer miles. Those seem like the hardest miles cream of puff. all. Little old lady from downtown Detroit. Right. Yeah. No, yeah, well, cream. old ladies do know how to drive their cars. Yeah. An old lady car is good, but... My daily driver now, C320 wagon, O2, that I bought from a a little lady from Palo Alto, passed away uh, with 55,000. Now, look at that. Look at that original hubcap still in the plastic. All right, now that's different. What do you now, think with this thir- car? 13 days of auction, there'll be some deals falling through the cracks there. This, oh, uh, this That's is, a long time for drinking. This yeah. is one. The candles what do you think, like uh, that for, for all of 10 or 15 days, right? All right, Zuckerman, yeah. what would, focus. What would you pay for this car? I think that car Factory would be Factory Starlight luck. Black on Black GTO. Be black, lucky black. to bring 75 in this market. They lucky. Think, they think this car is going to get at least $115,000. Yeah, well, bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, I would like to do uh, auction coverage. The, the the three of us, we could just sit here and do this and watch these cars go. Uh, go auction I coverage, <laughs> race broadcasts, <laughs> golf broadcasts. Yes, yes. ready? Yeah, well, bullshit. <laughs> but why don't we do a live stream? Because no auction house in their right mind would let us sit up and put ourselves on camera. But if we were to live stream it. And just for the fun of it, maybe do an Instagram live and watch some cars go up. Maybe in January. Maybe we'll do like some of the Scottsdale auctions. That would be really fun. A little bit like you saying the Porsche thing. The, yeah. the irony is they would hate it 
and more people would watch the auction. Yeah. And the prices would go up. Right. Right. Well, we could just come in here, Zuckerman, and we'll just live stream uh, Gooding's auction or Herm's other piece auction and just say the truth. What, uh, okay, who's going to bid on this wait crap? Wait a second. Are what? we allowed to say fraud, insider huh? trading? It's, are we allowed to really call it the way no, we see it? No, you can't tell those stories. No one wants to hear those stories. You, you, can, allege, you can allege. <laughs> allege. Yes. Yes, allege. Yes. I'd be very surprised if this is not a fraud. Right. <laughs> I, sus- I smell phony baloney. Yeah. There's while, no bitter. While we're, while we're getting the texts from our friends who are telling us that car didn't really just sell. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Yes. yes. Allegedly. But but auctions are they're they're one they're of the fun. it's a little bit like a lot you know the lottery you, you there's some winners you know every there's so some often, every so often there's a winner and that's, that's what keeps everyone going that's I what, go yes that's exactly. what everyone going. it's true but don't you just go I, like I'm gonna go to Barrett Jackson this year I'm just gonna go for the people I mean I like the cars but I yep. like hanging around the the people. And talking about the cars more than actually looking yeah. for a I car love to when Dean Maroney right? says, I wish we could serve booze at the dealership and have hot chicks walking <laughs> You're around. You're just dropping <laughs> names. And TV. Right. Dropping names. TV. Yeah. Oh, hey. right. Zuckerman. Got more money than that When guy. you drop someone's name that the audience doesn't know, you must. We you, be, okay. You, you, you're making assumptions now, and yes. I know you're not in entertainment. I'm not. But I'm going to try to teach you now. It's a teaching moment, okay? It's the second time you've done it in the broadcast. Pedantic. It's a pedantic moment. Go ahead. Then, then, do, then start doing it. Dean Maroney, our friend at the yes, o- at, that's how you Beverly start Hills any Porsche. story. That any name you drop when you say a name like Eric Troop, a complete okay, stranger, Dean, you Dean. have to go. I have a friend named okay. Eric. You have to provide we, we context. Talk, you're right. You're you have 100% to provide right. context. I, I take it. the broadcast seriously. Okay. okay, I heard. Yes, you and I know Dean. Just, have just, we, just, have we give mentioned a, just remember that Maroney and, 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 from Beverly Hills Porsche, our go-to guy. Yes, there you go. In the car, in and the then Porsche people will know; they'll understand who you're talking about. Otherwise, the, the fans they, they kind of go, I don't, "I don't understand what he's saying. I don't understand what Zuckerman's saying." Which is most of the time, by the way. It's yeah. not a lecture; it's a teaching moment. Can I have Zuckerman's E28 M5 for Christmas? Sure. All right. The if you run Ferris and over with it, <laughs> <laughs> direct message him and get the car, and you can come run me over. Um, Oh, here's a good question I haven't had before for all of you. Scram Daz, do you guys still subscribe to car magazines? I don't. I don't anymore. What about you guys? I still subscribe to Auto Week. Yeah. That's my That's my. That's a good homage. one. I do not. Do you write? Do you write at all? I used to have a, a long time ago, I had a column, uh, race sort of report, you know, driver's seat perspective for mm-hmm. Auto Week. And it was, they told me, like, it, it bugged me if it didn't sound like me. Most people just... You know, had their PR person write it. And I always, I said, I can't do that. I said, it's right, got to right. sound like me. So, yeah, and, you... and I'm not a great writer, so it would, it would take me like an all day. Don't you hate writing? All day. I hate writing. Is there gambling on races? A little bit. Uh, Vegas has a line <clears throat> on NASCAR races. Vegas has a line. That's would you be able to pick winners? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I would. I would probably. Where are you going with this? I, well, I now, now it'd be interesting to hear because. The new format in NASCAR is is really it probably messes with the line. They they would just have to keep it safe, but because right now with the new format, it comes down to the last pit stop and restart. And so, you know, I can usually pick who's going to run the best, or you know, have a pretty better than average shot of that. But Do it doesn't mean they're going to win the race. If there was a gambling scandal in NASCAR, I think I don't we think should. Have, would care. Why don't we start a Tommy Candle betting pool, Spike? <clears throat> And then we can we can bring some money in. We can take a piece well, off got the a, top for the three of he's us. He's got to deliver legal, right? winners. He's got to deliver winners. Yeah. Only if he can deliver winners. 
But that's that's tough. Now you're you're really betting on engineers and mechanics and engines and. Oh, what do you have an inside scoop on them these days? Well, I mean, actually, speaking of this, I am part of this uh, this this. It's called the I think it's called the RCGRL, the Really Cool Guys Racing League, which is all parody and the team names are hysterical. But you pick the race winner, or you pick a team. You have Group A drivers B and C for every series: MotoGP, Formula One, IndyCar, NASCAR, and it's fun. It's too much time if you're doing it every week, so you, you you do it at the start of the year, and you're allowed like two substitutions a year, and it's amazing. There's this one guy; he's you know, he he's he's proud of himself, but he he's won it like five times. Mm-hmm. You know, there, so there really is you know a knack to this stuff. Wow. Yeah, gamble. You're next. You're next. <laughs> yeah, let's team. get some gamble. <laughs> Ariopolis. So, how do you calm yourself during driving? We already covered that. Meditation. He says, actually, while you're driving. Ariopolis. Ariopolis. Not while you're driving, Zuckerman. <laughs> I started using the Headspace app maybe a year ago, and it actually cut my road rage uh, down by about eighty or ninety percent. So, yeah, try that. Yeah. Jerry, I, credit, I directly credit Headspace with uh, making me a better driver on the road. Meditation our friend Jerry, magic yes, our that. friend Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld yes. sent me to Transcendental Meditation. He did. Yes. Do you yeah. still do that? Yes, periodically. I yeah. don't do it enough. No, yeah. only when I'm in real pain. All right, Zuckerman. <laughs> question, and this is a good question. I haven't heard this question either. Um, you own both a 488 Ferrari and a GT3, but I've never heard you compare these two cars. Uh, says star 2048 because as you know i don't drive one of those cars Wait, you, you don't drive the 488 no. why uh, i love that car it's so beautiful uh, it's not for me it's not for you the, what do you feel is it too much to get out of what is it that you don't like thing, about it? I, my partner who i love we own a lot of cars together and that was one of his picks I just haven't taken to it I, maybe it's the seating position I, it's a it's a great car it's a great tool but for it just, I don't feel it. You didn't take to it. I didn't take to it. Yeah. Well, that's what's it's interesting. Like, in terms of you guys are through and through Porsche guys. Um, and it's funny how people, there's a certain sensibility. It might be, you see it a lot with BMWs or whatever, right. and they're, or, or Ford Chevy. Someone's like a suburban person, someone's an expert. And so it's the little things. It's the, the way the boost on the brakes, the steering feel. You get kind of calibrated to a certain yeah. thing. Yeah, the view, yeah. yeah. What do you have a preference, Tommy? On I mean, yeah. You what's like your not? favorite car? If you could buy any car today, what would you get for your one car for 2019? What would you dream? It's car funny. I, I have this fun game where I play. It's four car garage. But right. Okay. Good. My, okay. My, Give us my, we like this. Give my us daily good. driver is is probably a Singer Porsche. I don't know if that really okay. is a Singer okay, a daily driver, no. but you could be a daily. Can be, yeah, yeah, that's, you can so, that's probably a Singer Porsche. Okay. It used okay, to be one. kind of a, you know, I like bigger cars, you know, for dailies. So I had an S63 for a while. Okay, was, I like that. Which I was just that. great. Cruiser. A Chicken Mobiles, number three, chicken and then mobile. four, what um, would be four? <laughs> now, you're... You you're, would get a truck, wouldn't you? No. You would get a truck? You got to have, well, now... Chicken car, actually, it's funny you say that because chicken car does have to be in that. I said, I will, I said, I will sell that will be the last thing that goes because so you know, one guy with three. a ton of money who has a Gulfstream jet said, How much for that car? I said, Million bucks. He goes, You're crazy. I said, There's only one. And so, Singer S63, chicken car. My and... classic is a 300 SL Roadster. I think 300 SL Roadster. No Ferrari in that pack. Yeah. All right. Where, now, where, now with, how many cars would you have to, what car garage would you have to have to get a Ferrari in there? How many? Six, 10, eight? It would be, the 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 
it would be an older one, a two fifty short wheelbase, oh, okay. and and the and the oh, yeah, and the SL kind of go. Oh, okay. You know, those oh, alternate wow. sometimes. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got um, you. What about you, Zuck? What do you got? Four cars. You got a four car garage. What do you put in there? Wow, I money is unlimited. This. Yeah. Money. But keep it reasonable. Okay, no, keep it a I little like, reasonable. You got a fifty eight speedster. Okay. You've got. Uh, Agreed. You've got a nine eleven. You've got a three hundred. Yeah. An early nine eleven or a new nine eleven. Well, let's One just stick each, with nine right? eleven. But but uh, well, no, no. But, you've got to be specific. You've only got four spots. Okay, so shit. Um, How about this? How about uh, an old nine eleven? A new GT3, and then you've got one more to a play with. A 58 speed. It's a hard game. Well, and a 58 speed. Well, I'll tell you what. My, okay, so I'm going to give you the five cars, and then I'll think about it. 300 SL and a nice four-door uh, earlier M5. Okay, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Do you know what I would do today? I would do a Jeep Gladiator. <laughs> <laughs> I would do this so black weird. GTO. Well, I'd want to have a different kind of year. So I would do this black GTO, a brand new Jeep Gladiator with some motorcycles on the back, right? And and every little trick and toy I can put on that thing. And then I would do 58 Speedster. And then I guess I'd, boy, GT3 or See? old 911. I'd go, five. With, I'd go with the GT2 RS. I'd throw right. the RS. Right. Yeah. And it's, then I would have a perfect little It would grouping. be so much easier if it was five-car garage. Four-car really is the challenge, yeah. Tommy. Yeah. But that's a nice little block uh, I love playing cars, that right? at, at, when you're at an event with people who don't know at a big table, a charity event. Right. Or and it doesn't even have to be car people, but you go around the table, and this person wants to change theirs because they're like, oh, I thought about it. Right, it's, right, it's a, right. It's a fun game. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's people... really what 100 cars would you put in a garage? Yeah, and you <laughs> people that have a lot of cars, it's really hard. Oh, I let you know I remember I had to do it. I think someone asked me to write my top 50 uh, Porsches of all time, right. and that was hard to do. And it was 50 cars. 50, and it had yeah. to be, you uh, could get in trouble and say, which two ex-girlfriends do you miss the most? Oh, oh Ex-boyfriends. That would make well, why, people really Now, why would you throw that hand grenade into a broad? Cash just with to three the, married men. Just to, what, what's wrong? Because with you? no, I'm saying if he's had, a, if he doesn't know people and he wants to throw a hand grenade into a dinner table, you know, ten people, twenty he's people. He's just recovered. He's just got his marriage back together after the chicken car incident <laughs> with the neighbors, and now you want him to talk about his old girlfriends. Oh yeah. <laughs> You said <laughs> you're an anarchist, Zuckerman. All right. Do you guys think uh, this is a good question? And then maybe we'll wrap this up. Uh, we're running out of time. And uh, again, happy holidays to all of you. Do you think AC by Classic Retrofit for a G Body Porsche will be a good return on improvement and investment on this 911? Zuckerman, no. I know what I would say. I no. agree with Zuckerman on that one. What do you think, Tommy? Return on investment, no. But yeah. for something that you're going to. And help but again, increase your it, enjoyment. You could buy one with air conditioning, but doesn't work well. But yeah, I don't think it's as an investment. Don't we generally we generally repair these things to the best of our ability and take what we get right. after it, right? And we just right. did ours, uh, and we it, got it working good. And it took two two tries. The dealership we, didn't get it right, and then your guys he, at Eurospares or wherever it is, they, what are they called? It's super performance. Super performance. Those guys. How did they do uh, it, and the dealership enough. didn't do and it? And Will Hoyt got it right on that 83 SC. Works yeah. really good. Yeah, that car's great. Well, anyways, uh, speaking of Will Hoyt, next Wednesday we will have John Will Hoyt, uh, the real Zuckerman, and myself out at Bill's talking about Will Hoyt modifications and his shop and his secrets and why the folks from the Porsche factory come to him to learn how to restore these cars. It's going to be a great show. Tommy. It was good to see you out in Malibu last week, and uh, happy to get you back in the studio here so quickly after that. 
That was fun. Thanks for having me. Please Honor. should be, please should be regular. We, we're going to put him on the regular list. Yeah, you're on the regular list now because the fans just want these types of shows. They don't want they don't want the uh, the guest, the long guest interview. They might need want... to bring uh, El Gallo, the chicken car, out to Malibu and do a ride before the next show. Let's do that. Yeah. No, look, I've been dying to go for a ride in that car. Anybody got the gate code of the colony? Can we get another colony? <laughs> okay, let's we do can that. do that right. for sure. Okay. <laughs> Did you ever? There was a guy that used to walk along Sunset Boulevard dressed as a chicken holding an egg. No, Did you ever see no. him? Yeah. That's a good egg. Thank yeah, the egg was really a nice touch. And this has been another holiday episode of Spike's Car Radio. Thanks for listening to Spike's Car Radio. Download new episodes every Wednesday on the Podcast One app or subscribe now at Apple Podcasts or PodcastOne.com.